Hey guys, welcome back to Mental Illness and Sharks. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a hot second, but I'm really happy to be back. Um, I have a really awesome special guest today, um, and I'm just going to hand it over to him to have him introduce himself and uh, just give me a little bit of info about you and uh, what we're talking about today. Hi, everyone. My name is Gabe Carter, also known as Beanie underscore on G on Instagram. And I am living my best life with all of the mental illnesses that I have (laughs) and trying to be a creative entrepreneur and find the balance between dreaming and doing action and um, planning and balancing mental and emotional health with creative growth that was lovely and articulate and spectacular thank you so much for that (laughs) um okay so two weeks ago i not two weeks well two episodes ago i did an episode on my experience with being bipolar um and i kind of gave you guys a little bit of a rundown on what it is you know it has mania depressive states um But I really, and I kind of give you like my personal experience, which um, obviously like everybody experiences their mental illnesses differently. Um, So I want to kind of like talk about bipolar today. Um, I want to hear Gabe's story with it because you are uh, bipolar, are you not? Yes, I am. So I've never been officially diagnosed, but I went to therapy and I was talking to um, a couple of therapists and that it was a recurring topic about we think you might be bipolar. Um, They couldn't diagnose me, but I started to do some research on it. I started to um, see the similarities in the symptoms in my own life. Um, And at some point I was like, oh no, this is 100% me. I live this daily. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's like, uh, like I know like not being diagnosed is like tricky sometimes, but like you know your body better than anyone else. Um, And you're very articulate and you're very in tune with yourself. And I mean, you don't clearly like your therapist like sees that in you. And so, yeah, no, I'm, you're very in tune with yourself and I completely, I'm, you get, you get what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) I I feel you. I resonate. And yes, I'm, yeah. Um, So, Okay. Let's talk about mania real quick. Um, let's not. Let's not. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Talk because about I didn't know I had the mania until later on in life. In fact, like I, I knew I had depression and I knew it was high functioning depression. I didn't know how much it was like absorbing my life. And I didn't know that like there was a complete other side of it that was the mania until recently. Um, And I'm unsure if that was because I was in a very, very long depressive episode um, because they can last from, I think it's anywhere between four days in order to be considered an episode um, to like a week to a month um, to longer. And I think for a very long time, I was dealing with some long depressive episodes. Um, And only recently did I start to 
notice the mania symptoms um so i guess we can talk about it but it's so interesting because it started off as depression um and i would have never like a few years ago before i did therapy i would have been like mania what's that um okay yeah let's uh, let's talk about depression first then um so you have told me this like a bunch of times you're very high functioning even though you are depressed um and i think like not to say that I'm not when I am depressed, but with me, like, um, you can, you can tell, um, I, when I first, like, uh, at the end of college, when I became depressed again, um, I mean, like, people said I looked like a zombie, um, and I felt like a zombie, I felt like I was, like, I felt like I was, like, decomposing, like, I was, like, yeah god just like so monotone in the way I speak just like I looked like a different person um and like kind of throughout my depressive state which lasted a while so I did have to kind of collect myself and like put on a bit of a front but you definitely know how to put on a nice facade when you're feeling sad it looks like yeah so I I think for the most part of it it's um what is that stoicism like like I know I have duties that need to be done Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be done unless I do them. So I power through. Um, But I can feel my depression in, um, you know, I think it's because I I often smile. Like I'm always smiling. If you know me, I'm always smiling. And so I can feel my depression in my smile um, because it's hard for the smile to reach my eyes. It's hard for me to feel like there's just, it takes so much energy for me to smile and like be that version of myself even though I'm constantly giving it Mm -hmm. I can feel when I you know turn and smile at someone like the speed at which that smile drops and the fact that it sometimes just never reaches my eyes I'm like oh I don't have the energy for this right now Mm -hmm. and that lack of energy um is heavy when I'm in a depressive um episode I am getting stuff done but it is taking a lot of energy for me to get those things done. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I don't know, like, people kind of think of depression as sadness, right? But, like, um, I mean, it's, like, clearly so much more than that. It's, like, the and lack of motivation is a huge thing. Um, and that just doesn't even have to be anything big. It can be, like, showering and, like, brushing your teeth. And it can seem like like the hardest thing in the world so mustering up that energy is like oh god it's like running a marathon for me i also can't like i like you said i don't want to do activities so i know i'm depressed when i'm watching an entire series not an entire season i'm watching an entire series on some netflix show like i'm on the couch i'm not moving cooking becomes the hardest task for me like even if i have ingredients i'm like opening my fridge i'm looking at it and i'm like i'm it will take so much energy for me to put this meal together so i know that i'll probably either order out or um something like that which also makes me feel worse because then i'm like oh i'm spending money again you know like i have this kind of conversation between this pessimistic voice where everything i do is wrong and everything is just like it it becomes a little conversation that I have to have with my head, like, oh, look at you again. You 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 didn't get up when you said you were going to get up and things like that. And and trying to learn how to 
you know, balance the time between taking time for myself and um, being productive and doing the things I need to do in order to stay healthy and wealthy. Um, it just takes a lot of energy to complete those tasks. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's like a bit of a cycle of like feeling depressed and then doing something to def- that definitely like is not helpful towards your depression and then being angry at yourself for doing that and then it, it just keeps going on and on and um and you know like you said like like watching like yeah everyone binge watches things right but like it's so different like when I'm binge watching something when I'm depressed versus when I am when I am not and it's like I feel like like my stomach hurts like I feel like sticky I don't know how to describe it it's like I like can't move from that spot and um I just I feel like like I don't know it's so like indescribable it's like dirty and yucky and just yeah I know like I try to keep my spaces separate so the spaces in which I'm watching tv and the spaces in which I'm sleeping separate but when I am depressed the couch is both it is both where I'm watching tv Mm -hmm. and where I'm sleeping and I where I'm not I'm like I just don't move from that spot Mm -hmm. um if I can help it um which is why it's so important for me to recognize all of these things, recognize my triggers when it comes to depression so that I can have some type of agency uh, to will myself to do something different if I have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm depressed, those are usually the times where I will ask my friends to hang out. Or um, It's very interesting because at that same time, my depression revolves around loneliness Um, and I, it's very important for me to have someone who just have good friends who check up on you and things like that. Like, I'm not asking anyone to do that, but it makes such a huge difference when I am depressed, when someone is like, Hey, can I come over? Can I swing by? What are you doing? Like Mm -hmm. those types of moments, because it makes me feel wanted. And my depression has a huge factor of making me feel not only that I'm not wanted, but that, that loneliness even if somebody somebody could probably be like in the same apartment as me and I would still feel that that weight of that loneliness mm-hmm. um and it's just it's hard to to deal with that alone and I know that I need to empower myself to get up and and get into another place or something like that or else I will stay on that couch yeah that's that's interesting because um with me, a lot of the, which is, like, this is kind of, like, I didn't, I never saw this for myself, but when I'm depressed, I don't want to be around people, I don't want people to see me like that, and, and, like, even when I, like, I, I know you, like, you, it's hard for you to, like, actually go through the motions of seeing somebody, because it's really hard, but, like, and so, so same, and I, god, god damn it, what was I gonna say, <laughs> um, it's, ugh. yeah, no, I just, it's hard to see people. I don't want them to see me like that. Um, but it's so necessary. And like once, and not even like once you like get in the presence of someone, like you still feel like shit and it does take a while. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So even if I go out to my friend's place, like it's a different version of me. Like, I will still go to their house and sit down and I'll, I won't be my normal talkative self. I'll just be quiet and in my head because it just takes so much energy to engage. But like, you know, I 
tried to do the hard work, which is getting out of my space and into a new space, a space that I know encourages me. However, I'm still different there as well. I'm still quieter. I'm still like my smile doesn't reach my eyes. Um, It's actually interesting. Like my responses are shorter. It's very interesting. I wonder if they can feel it as much as I feel it. Um, I don't know. We'll have to have a conversation with one of my friends. (laughs) But it I'm I am also different in those spaces, but I try. I try. I guess that's all we can do. Oh my god, yeah. Like trying is like the hardest thing ever, so it's like always amazing when people going through like some sort of depressive state do because it's like that you know, you deserve a trophy. A couple couple of trophies. But I okay, wait, I had a thought and this we didn't talk about talking about this, but I really want to talk about it. Okay. So Yesterday, I was watching a show. Do you know Skins? Um, do you know Effie? Okay, guys. So Skins is a show about a bunch of teenagers that um, do a lot of teenage things. And um, and there's one character in the show. Her name's Effie. Um, and I haven't watched this in years. But I watched it when I was younger. Um, and Effie is like so beautiful like she's got like the dark makeup and the leather jacket and she's very depressed in the show and she depression in that show is so romanticized and sexualized that I I I that like it totally there's so many shows like that where like depression is like one glistening tear down like a really attractive girl's cheek and that's something that we like never really talk about because a lot of people think like depression I don't know what I'm saying yeah no I hear what you're saying and I think I think for the most part you know, I see emotions as a spectrum. Like, Mm -hmm. your friend has probably felt sadness before Mm -hmm. and happiness before, but when it comes to things like bipolar, like, that sadness is intense and that happiness is intense. And we feel, we just feel a side of that spectrum further down that is, to me, it has weight. It's just heavier. It is so heavy to feel that sad or lonely or whatever it it feels like and you get stuck in your head where you you think that like that loneliness will last forever Mm -hmm. um knowing your triggers is really important so it's funny you mentioned shows because there are certain like shows that will trigger me if depending on how much wine i drink (laughs) so if i drink wine i know i cannot watch and i know that i'm you know feeling some other symptoms of a depressive episode i'm like all right i'm gonna stay away from like rom-coms or something like something that's like super um not cheesy but like romantic and something that that has this element of community and happy endings and stuff like that because it will only make me feel worse about my own situation where I'm like do happy endings even exist Mm -hmm. and then you have to have a conversation with your depression and then that conversation turns into deeper depression um and so I have to balance what I watch but 
I do think that the portrayal of certain things, one, representation is something we need to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the portrayal of those, um, what is being represented needs to, needs to match a little bit. We just need a better, you know, we can't romanticize everything. Some, th- some things are just hard, and they are. But I like to say, like, everything is either a lesson or a blessing. So sometimes you go through depression and you come out of it and you're like, you're stronger. You feel stronger and you've learned some things about yourself. Um, And then you swing right into mania. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, yeah. It's, like, hard to find that happy medium when you're bipolar. But it does happen. Um, Have you ever had a depression nap? Do you ever have depression naps? It's actually really hard for me to nap. Really? Yeah, so so I know that I am depressed if I'm napping. So I yes, do have yes. my depression naps yes. because it's so hard for me to nap. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel that there's things I can be doing and things that I want to be doing. So I'm always trying to, like, stay active and do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as a creative entrepreneur, I'm like, there's always something I can be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I'm, like... Sitting and overthinking and sitting in my depression, all of that just weighs on me until it's a weighted blanket. And it's like, actually, we're not going to move today. (laughs) We're just going to go to sleep. (laughs) Uh No, dude, same. I like I when I'm not depressed, I'm like napping makes me feel so uh, like gross because I wake up and I'm like, oh, like what day is it? (laughs) Who's the president? But when I'm depressed, it's like so easy to just like fall into that like feeling of like being not being present and like not having to worry about anything because you're slumbering um so what else did what what else do we want to talk about today mania mania that's right um all right (laughs) um okay so if my depression is this ongoing conversation with this pessimist then my mania is an ongoing to-do list with my best and most creative ideas. Mm -hmm. They feel like my best and most creative ideas, even though um, sometimes, and this is great to have a sounding board um, with friends because sometimes I'm like, this is the best idea I've ever had. Mm -hmm. But one, it's such a big idea that that it's years away and I should not be focusing on it. Mm -hmm. Or... It's not that great of an idea. I just, I just believe it's that great of an idea. Uh, and checking in with that mania is super important for me. I've had conversations where I've either started that conversation with being like, listen, I know I'm manic right now, but this is something I'm truly feeling right now. Can we, you know, have this discussion or whatever? Mm-hmm. But there are other times where I'm like, oh, my God, guys, we need to do X, Y, and Z because it will make us the next big it will be bigger than sliced bread. We can create the next super app or whatever it may be. And sometimes these ideas are, I think they're good. They're just not close to being a finished idea that we are ready to take action on. Mm -hmm. That's funny because I, a lot of the times when I'm manic, I um, record myself singing or acting. And I always think of, it's like, the best acting I've ever done in my life. And then, like, after, like, 
like my manic states over i'll go back and watch them and i'll be like this is disgusting this is terrible like why did i think this was good for me i i do a lot of like blog writing and things like that Mm -hmm. and i think that i'm writing the most cleverest like blog posts it is so articulate and then i'll have my friend read it and she's like you know, there's like three ideas going on in here. This one stops mid-sentence. Um, and meanwhile, I'm over here thinking like, ooh, she's going to read it and she's going to be like, oh, this hit spot on. <laughs> and it's so funny because after those moments, after those highs, sometimes I swing directly into a low and then I don't want to write at all. So how do I find balance between, like I said, the doing and the acting, the dreaming and the, and the actions that make that thing happen? How do I sit there and, and, you know, edit my blog post when I don't have any energy, but on the other hand, when I'm trying to edit, I feel like it's, you know, the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. You, finding that happy medium between what it truly is and what I think it could be mm-hmm. um, is difficult. Yeah, okay, so we unfortunately have to wrap up, but we'll wrap up the mental illness section of it because we still have to talk about sharks. Um, But, no, this has been great. Um, Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add? This this has been fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, um, I think this conversation could go on and on, and I think um, the next time you'll have me, I would love to pick up where we left off. Um, Meanwhile, I am writing blog posts and I'm about to launch a new brand um, called Sheltonham Avenue. And on that um, website, which is not live right now, but it will be soon. Check me out on Beanie OG um, on Instagram for updates. But when I launched that website it has a lot of conversations about my mental health um, journey and my emotional health journey, especially with um, I've grown up having alopecia for the last 20 years, which makes your hair fall out and you have to deal with a changing appearance and also society's version of beauty. And that has played heavily, especially in my depressive episodes um, on the state of my health. Um, So we'll continue all of these conversations another time thank you gabe this was fantastic um <clears throat> want to talk about sharks okay okay so i have your shark oh thank you i have your shark okay um i'm gonna say it and you're gonna be like what but then i'm gonna explain it okay well <laughs> okay uh okay so it's a bull shark you know what a bull shark is Describe okay a bull shark um a lot of qualities are not like you. They're really mean. You're not mean at all. You're not mean at all. That's not why I'm calling you a bull shark. And they're really common, which also you're very original and genuine. That's not you either, okay? I'm not saying you're a common, mean person. <laughs> but they are, they're really cool. They can swim in brackish and fresh water. Um, and I chose this for you specifically because you're really adaptable like bull sharks and you're very social to me it seems um and you really kind of like go around between different groups and yeah you it's not like you have like a lot of different personalities you just 
you're just able to really fit in, it seems, with a bunch of different groups. And um, yeah, that's 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 basically it. You're not you're not mean, though. That's not what I'm saying at all. First of all, that is so nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Got to look up a photo of a bull shark. Um, but Thank you, because I really feel that. I really, I think that there can be an ease to showing up in different groups. All you have to do is listen, because every group is a collection of different humans with their own, you know, personalities and issues, and um, you just got to listen and, yeah, connect mm-hmm. with empathy and that I think that helps create multiple spaces that you will be welcome in yeah yeah absolutely um so I'm trying to think of my shark fact for the day okay wait I got one um do you know what a Greenland shark is okay Greenland sharks they live in icy waters and I'll show you a picture after this. Guys, look up a Greenland shark. It's so wacko looking. It's really big, pretty harmless. Um, and they have parasites attached to their eyes so they can't see, actually. And the most interesting about, thing about them is that, it kind of makes me sad, but they live for 400 years alone in the dark ocean. And I think it's like absolutely fascinating. Um, but that's, that's it. I just thought that was really cool. I think Greenland sharks are really interesting to look at too. Um, so guys go take a look at a Greenland shark, please. Um, guess that wraps it all up. I want to thank you guys, uh, for listening. Thank you, Gabe, for being here. You've been fantastic. Um, questions, comments, concerns, critiques, email me at califuqua at gmail.com. C-A-L-L-A-F- as in Frank, U-Q-U-A at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Have a great rest of your day and uh, be well.